Now I know the last thing you would expect from an all things black podcast would be for my very first guest speakers to not all be black. But hear me out, okay? A very controversial topic when discussing black movements, black lives, black issues is our ability to lean on the non-black people around us. Allies are a very valuable part of the black community, but not everyone is educated on what exactly an ally is or how to be one. So of course you know me, I did my thing with this episode. I grabbed three of my friends, two of which aren't black, just so we can have an even representation of both sides. Today we're going to be collectively discussing current and past misconceptions of allyship. Now this episode is a full-blown conversation, so if you're watching this on my IGTV and you don't need closed captions, I would strongly advise you to click the link in my bio and listen to this from one of those platforms so you can do other things on your device and listen to this at the same time. I'm your host Jaysha and this is my podcast, The Talk. To kick off the episode, we're going to start off with answering the simple introduction question, what does allyship mean to you? I'm just going to say here, to me, allyship basically means being a secondary voice to the black community and supporting black people, period, when need be. Also, realizing and understanding black injustices and fighting and vouching for change. Hi, um, my name is Annette. I'll be speaking uh, as one of the representatives of non-black allyship. Um, My family's from El Salvador and the U.S., so I come from... Um, two places that have very different histories with uh, Black oppression. Um, And for me, allyship means being able to uh, learn about all aspects of the Black diaspora um, and be really clear with myself about how to help support Black people, how to help understand that colonization and racism come in a lot of different forms. uh, And I need to be um, educated on all of them and I need to be ready to help people Uh, in any way I can. Okay, hi, I'm Essence. I'll be speaking as a selective from the Black community as well. And to me, allyship personally means that, like, you're not only a friend to the Black community, as in social justice-wise, but that you stick up for them as well. Yeah, that's it. Okay, um, howdy. My name's Beetle. I'm a self-taught artist on Instagram. And I come from a mixed background, Mexican from my mother's side and Peruvian from my father's side. To me, allyship means standing with our brothers and sisters in the black community and not being afraid to correct yourself when you make a dumb remark or a joke. To grow and learn from other minorities and find ways to help their cause. All of our answers are actually correct in a sense. There is no set in stone way to be an ally, but there are some things that you simply shouldn't do. So now we're going to move on to the misconceptions of allyship. Maybe something that you do that you shouldn't, or some tips on being a better ally. I feel like some people consider themselves an ally, but they, like, won't hold their friends accountable when that's, like, a major part of Black mm-hmm. allyship. If you see, like, your friend misrepresenting, like, allyship in general, or if you see them, like, disrespecting the Black community, you should speak up on that if you consider yourself an ally. Yeah, especially since, like, a lot of allies think that just because they support the Black community, that gives them the right to say the N-word, which, uh, yeah. mm, mm. that's, um, hmm, strange. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the frustration I have with a lot of these misconceptions is, like, there's a lot of lack of critical thinking that goes on there. I'll have conversations with the friends of mine who are white women one moment I can have a really great conversation that's about the problems we face with white men in the community and the fact that it can be really frustrating if you're perhaps in a class and someone's talking over you and they're getting more traction for their argument because they're a man or they're just repeating what a woman said already. 
Um, and there's a perfect understanding of what that looks like and how to stop it. And then you try to talk about black issues and all of a sudden they want to talk over black people or they want to, you know, be handheld the entire way and sort of t explain how to care for people in a community oriented way that really don't make sense to me because, you know, their whole life they've been witnessing what it looks like when allyship goes wrong and yet somehow they can't apply it across uh, issues, across social issues. We need to sort of sit ourselves down and say, okay, I do have the tools in my life to understand what it looks like when allyship is good. Um, because I look at the men in my life and I say, yes, they're doing a great job or no, I wish they were doing this differently. And I think we need to learn to apply that as non-Black women, especially, or as non-Black femmes. Yeah, you said that very perfectly, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like if you really want to become an ally before you correct others, you have to correct yourself. You have to see if there's any vocabulary you're using that's very, um, yikes. If you ever like imply something through actions or words that might seem a little bit contradictory to your to your to your morals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's like we know allies are human too. Like y'all are gonna make mistakes and y'all are gonna misinterpret things. For instance, one of my favorite TikTokers made the mistake of saying something to the effect of what we do on TikTok isn't necessarily stealing slang from black women and not giving them credit. She was like Oh, it's TikTok lingo. It's Twitter slang. Huh? <laughs> yeah, literally, people love to confuse AAVE and like TikTok and Stan Twitter kind of language. When like mm -hmm. Stan Twitter literally came from AAVE as well as TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's okay to use AAVE. Mm -hmm. Just give credit where it's due. Yeah, and like if if a black person does use AAVE in like a regular setting. Don't act like that makes them like less intelligent because it's just a diet. Like that's all it is. It doesn't make anyone less mm -hmm. intelligent. It doesn't make anyone more intelligent. It's just a way of speaking, colloquialism. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're speaking it in an educated environment. It doesn't matter if you're speaking it with friends. It's just another another dialect that has been created by our yeah. community. So there is no reason to call it a to a less intelligent um, dialect or to say it's separate from English. There we go. I mean, like, personally, I'm lucky enough to, like, go to a school where a lot of non-Black people and, like, people in general just use AAVE, but, like, they'll yeah. use it and they'll see it, like, they'll see nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, they still think it's stand Twitter kind of lingo when it's not, so it's, like, yeah, the right thing, but at the same time, not, because they need to educate themselves. Yeah, education is a huge part of allyship, and people need to start realizing that. But um, for the next topic, I told you all to jot down some questions that you wanted to answer, either from the Black perspective or from the non-Black perspective. And now I'm just going to open the floor so we can ask and answer those questions. Beto, you can start us off. All right. So my first question is, how do you feel about the people that were attacking the Latino card sellers? Because um, some people have claimed that um, in, in videos, they've seen um, Black people, actually, that were attacking Latino card sellers. Um, if that's the case, what would you like to say to them? Or just people attacking the Latino card sellers in general? I feel like it's, it's just a question of, um, and I don't want to sound like a Republican here, but everybody does make mistakes. And when I say everybody makes mistakes, I mean like a young kid not understanding being tactful or kind to a service worker, not shooting up a yeah, protest. Oh no. That is not the kind of mistake I think it's okay to make yeah. at 17. I do think um, that just personally, 
I want to go into the education industry and I've always been super aware that the morals that I'm going to want to follow as a teacher is that I think overall I'm going to be much more lenient on black and brown folks when they have sort of angry outbursts like that. You know, I can't count the number of times that I saw white kids be rude to the yes. planet that sellers outside of my yes. schools, and nobody ever thought that it was like a whole big problem. I wanted to talk about um, it. But then uh... some black kids start getting angry. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I want to bring it up because uh, a lot, like like you said, a lot of other people are sort of like bringing it up, like, oh, uh, why is there Black Lives Matter movement when they're hurting our service workers, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it's way That's too divisive, too, yeah. Like, just because you see, like, one or, like, a couple of Black people beating on, like, elderly Hispanic folks, you shouldn't, like, just switch right. up and be like, yeah, I don't support exactly. Black Lives Matter because, like, Black people are, like, killing our own. But, like, that's not all Black people. So, like, you're generalizing Black right. people. Yeah, I feel like I don't think that should alter your opinion of a whole ethnic or racial group. Like, don't generalize the whole group based on a few people's actions. Yeah, the Black and Latino community has some, like, tension, especially in these times. But you have to understand that we've gone through things that we could relate to. And um, from our past oppression and stuff, we can help each other out, especially in these times where, like, everyone's getting messed up because of you-know-who. We have to stick up for one another Mm -hmm. in order to to get further. You have to to speak out and, and be open up to listen to people. Like, can we hop on the fact that, like, people, like, so-called allies will attack other people for, like, simple things like not having Black Lives Matter in their bio or something. Especially people from the school, they will, like, tend to attack you over stupid stuff and they'll be like, yeah, this is political belief and, like, I just don't want to deal with all that, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't know, maybe Instagram isn't my whole life and I actually love black people in my real life. Like, you don't have to advertise it going, oh, look at me, I'm signing all these petitions. Oh, look at all these cool things I'm doing, allyship. Because it's going to look like you're just doing it for the PR. I also wanted to point out, and I think this ties into this being sort of uh, going viral, I guess you could say, right now, um, at least in the kids around our age, um don't be making black friends just because you want to be a good ally like if you're not going to add stuff to black people's lives and if you're not going to be a good friend and a dedicated friend that's not just there to be able to say you have black friends just stay out of people's lives like that's not useful to anybody in the situation and the same goes for like any minority but since this is the fad right now i don't want people going around like bugging black people in their everyday lives to try and like tell you that you're an ally or something because that's not their job they're literally just living their lives like also i think like you should like have the mentality of when you're making friends you shouldn't care about race that's like the whole exactly i hate when i'm on tiktok i hate when i'm on a tiktok with all the white like a white friend group and the comments are like where's the flavor but then you see a then you see a black friend group then you're like yes the melanin I'm just like, it's like a double standard. They forget that diversity comes like with other POCs as well. For real. And it's, yeah. and it's like white people are being offended for black people. Like that's not how yeah. allyship works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about like other movements backpedaling off of like Black Lives Matter? Not like All Lives Matter, but Mexican Lives Matter, Hispanic Lives mm. Matter. That's kind of a, like a, sort of like a complicated sort of situation. I mean, personally, uh-huh. like, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's such a, like, stab in the back to BLM because, like, BLM has been around for years. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm uh-huh. not saying that, like, 
Mexicans and Hispanics don't care about their community, but I'm saying if you like genuinely cared about your community that much, you guys would have been done this a long time ago. Because I feel like when I said um, MLM is just like ALM, people like thought just because Mexicans are like a minority that they get a pass when that's really not the reality. Because if you truly knew what BLM uh-huh. meant, BLM doesn't mean that only Black Lives Matter. It means like that they're fighting for all minorities. You know, I feel like I'm the only uh-huh. one that's on this side of the argument, but I actually don't have a problem with all lives matter, Mexican lives matter, pretty much any lives matter when it's said alone. My problem is when yes. people come back. Yeah. Matter, all lives matter. Like, if you want to come tell me mm-hmm. all lives matter part, in a completely yeah. different discussion at a completely different time, I'd be like, yeah. But when you, when I say black lives matter, I mean, you're like, no, Mexicans too, as if black Mexicans don't exist. It's just like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just like defeats the purpose. Yeah, I'll say for me, the problem I run into with non-Black Latinos trying to speak on these issues is that I think there was a time a few decades ago when those groups were interacting more, um, when Mexican men and Black men and Central American men all um, maybe weren't, you know, getting along fantastic but there was a little bit more interaction and I think I agree that we've become a little bit more isolated um I know I saw that in my school that uh you know even if there wasn't division between Mexicans and Central Americans which usually there's a lot of that there was definitely division between like non-black POC and black POC and I think often for me it comes down to how you're racialized um, which is how racist perceptions are enacted upon your group of people. Um, and I think in a lot of situations, brown and black men are racialized in similar ways, but not exactly the same way. And so if you're a brown man who's been racialized in exactly the same way as a black man, which means you can't walk down the street without cops looking at you funny, at that point, I think you should be supporting the Black Lives Matter movement even more. Um, so I think it's a question of fighting for the lowest common denominator, not in the sense of like, all oh, black people are like low, but in the sense that like the most racialized group should be fought for first because that will help everybody along the way. Baby step, yeah, most baby definitely. step. We've been talking for like an hour, so I'm just going to make a part two. But for now, let's wrap up this section of the show with just like a just sum it all up with the last thought. Something that you want to say that if they didn't hear anything, hear this. Um, I would I would like to say just uh, for all our allies out there that are listening, be mindful of your words and actions. And like my kindergarten teacher once told me, open up your listening ears. <laughs> Miss Nichols is the author. Hi. I like that. Ah, thank you. I would say to allies, just be mindful of the way that you act towards the black community. Yeah, you can be an ally, but make sure you're doing it in the best way as possible. And it's okay to take criticism. Um, I would say don't don't set out to be in the movement just because you want to be a good white person or you want like brownie points. Um, your first goal should be improving the livelihood of just people and you should care about movements because they have to do with people and have to do with their lives and their survival and, and them thriving. And so if your goal going into it is to like hop on some kind of trend, then um, you need to reevaluate where you're coming at it from because I think the goal should just be human kindness and you're doing it because it's the right thing to do and because it hurts you to see people hurting 
Yeah. And then for my last thought, I just want to say, despite all the criticism, despite us telling you what not to do or what you're doing wrong, just know that we appreciate you. Honestly, it feels very good to know that we're going to have people to lean on that are outside of our community. So thank you. You're appreciated despite what anybody says. And there is no perfect ally. As long as you're working to better yourself, you are the perfect ally. Okay. Thank you for listening. And again, this is my podcast, The Talk.